Hey, good day, everybody. This is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. In this episode, episode 256, Becca and I tackle the healthy hormones topic on Country Doctor Wellness Wednesday. So sit back and enjoy this episode as we explore the 17 different organs that make up the amazing endocrine system of the human body for both male and female. And uh, you're going to pick up some really good tips today. So thank you again for making Total Wellness Radio a part of your day. Sit back and enjoy this episode, episode 256. Yeah, thank you for... Um, as, you're, as you're signing on. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us for Country Doctors Wellness Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, there we go. That's our normal intro, but... Yeah. These are... I decided to mix it up you mixed and it, it didn't up, go well. And, and no, I thought it was great. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was great myself. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Okay, We're we good. We hope you guys are having a wonderful week. And we have a very important topic because it affects, I would say, everybody. a lot. Everybody goes through it at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody goes through it at some point, um, and it affects men and women. Mm -hmm. It's very common, and we want to kind of talk about hormones, Mm -hmm. healthy hormones, right? Endocrine system as a whole. Everybody, I think, deals with hormonal imbalances at some point. Um, let's maybe start off with, like, how, what are some signs um, of how, how do I know that maybe my hormones are not happy and then we can kind of go into like underlying causes. You know, there's, uh, there's several things and it's a myriad of different symptoms. There can be physical, mm-hmm. but also emotional. Mm-hmm. There's emotional irritations, yes. things of that nature. Uh, short fuse, uh, in, in some cases is kind of the words used to describe mm-hmm. sometimes how, how people can. Um, be expressing the emotional side of an endocrine system imbalance. The endocrine system is absolutely fascinating. And, and Dr. John Lee was one of the gentlemen that wrote one of the, some of the best literature. Also, Dr. Harrower uh, wrote on the endocrine system, too. So these are two that I just love. There's 17 different organs in the endocrine system. They each play a specific role um, in keeping everything in alignment, everything in balance in terms of the body's chemical performance. And so... Most people, especially women, are more in tune with this than men, but most women, uh, they are actually, their attention is drawn to things like the thyroid or the liver Mm. or the ovaries or uterus, right? Maybe adrenals, uh, maybe pancreas, okay? So there's, there's a few that come on display, clearly the heart. Most people don't know that these are all part of that endocrine system. And the way the endocrine system works is... The pituitary is kind of like the conductor of the orchestra, and all the other organs in that system are kind of like the rest of the orchestra. So you got the drums and the strings and the flutes and the horns and and you know all these different you know the the stri- the violins whatever that kind of they come together. And if you've ever been like in high school, if you remember back to high school when the band was practicing and it was just chaos right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of what happens with the endocrine system. It starts getting out of balance, out of tune, out of sync, one with the other in doing its job. And it can sound like a high school band trying to practice before the conductor gets up there and kind of taps and says, hey, I want your attention right here, right? And that's the pituitary's job. It steps up and it starts telling the heart to do this and the spleen to do that, liver kick in over here, thyroid do that. 
and it will secrete specific hormones and or it'll just uh, encourage these organs to to uh, come into harmony with each other so um, you know we see hot flashes body aches um, obviously the emotional side of things um, you'll see things like uh, endometriosis is one that's really common mm-hmm. you'll see um, mood swings was what I was thinking yeah. I know like that's a very common one um, what about hair loss Hair loss, yeah, that can also be part of. It. We think liver when we think when we see hair loss, unless it's the eyebrows, then we think thyroid. Okay, especially mm-hmm. this outer edge if it kind of disappears, or that you'll have people with the whole eyebrows very very thin or thinning and going away, then we start thinking thyroid. Uh, thyroid. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> what's the difference between? Uh, that's a good question. What's the difference between a woman's enzymes and a woman's hormones? Ah, thank you. You can't hear a woman's enzymes. <laughs> make sure everyone's volume's up good um well great joke (laughs) yeah we all have uh we all have uh different needs in those areas right i would actually argue that you could hear women's enzymes if there's a (laughs) lack of them yeah that could potentially manifest some grumpiness sure yeah yeah digestive issues um the endocrine system here's another thing the pituitary rules the endocrine system and the endocrine system rules digestion. So your gut, but there's also a reverse flow. If your digestion is off, if you're choosing the wrong foods, wrong raw materials on a consistent basis, you're feeding the body junk, you're not giving it what it needs to perform optimally, then it's also gonna go upstream and affect the endocrine system primarily first. Here's how we see it. You'll see it in heart issues, Mm. heart palpitations, high blood pressure, in fact, this reminds me of a conversation we had on our on our uh, practitioner page with Sheila. Mm. She posed uh, on a, on more than one occasion. She posed a very good question regarding high blood pressure yeah. and how to kind of you know look There's at that. There's different causes. There's yeah. different things in high blood pressure. You can have hypertension, or you can have actually high blood pressure. High blood pressure leans more towards the mechanical performance of heart cardiovascular system in and of itself, but tension tends itself leads itself to thyroid stress, liver stress. In men, prostate stress can give you high blood pressure. In a man, that's part of the endocrine system, it's part of the hormone hmm. process. Um, most people don't realize, especially men, don't realize that the, you know, the prostate gland, two thirds of its job is to be in a part of the immune system, to protect the urinary tract of the male. So it's not about just producing semen, it's about the immune system primarily, that's its primary job. So hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways that these things intertwine and support each other mm-hmm. and uh, and we know like in our office one of the number one things that we see manifesting is hot flashes that really is women you know the hot flashes um they call them power surges <laughs> you know, they, they get up positive and, spin <laughs> yeah i guess so. <laughs> well if a man's never had one how is he you know they can only identify with as a power surge um so that's one of the number one things that we have to try to help people navigate and so when we test or we evaluate because it's such a complex and all-encompassing system right in the body and it affects everything uh, we have to have a way to evaluate each one of those organs individually then evaluate them as a whole Mm -hmm. make sure that they're communicating are they stressed individually and then are they performing together so this is a really really good point to bring up is that more often than not hormonal um, imbalances or endocrine 
um, you know, disruptions maybe is another way to put it, Mm -hmm. is um, typically caused by something else. Yep. And so, um, like, we have herbal hormone therapy, Mm -hmm. right, where we Mm -hmm. we do natural herbal remedies to help balance that out. But more importantly, we're looking at what's the underlying cause of what's causing this. Um, Because what I've seen happen, and I was guilty of it as well before I came here, is kind of diving into hormone therapy, which I think can be really, really amazing if you're linked up with the right um, practitioners, right? Um, It can be really, really amazing and get us feeling much better. But if we're not addressing the underlying cause, then it's kind of like this Band-Aid. And so I personally went through this where I was kind of like, I do my hormone therapy And I'd feel better for a little bit. And then it's like the rug would get pulled back out from under me. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I'm back at square one. And then I do my hormone therapy and I feel, and it was like this vicious cycle that I was kind of caught in. And I thought, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be manipulating my body for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to share that, that it's really important to get hooked up with somebody who is looking at what is causing the yeah. hormones to get out of balance, right? What is causing them to get out of whack so that we're not constantly just covering it up with this hormone therapy to try to, you know, help stabilize their roles that all yeah. of those different organs are playing and get them working together. Mm-hmm. But let's figure out what's causing it, deal with that, and you may not have to be on hormone therapy forever. Right. You know, when you, when you hear people or we meet people and they say, well, we, I have a hormone problem or I suspect a hormone problem, mm-hmm. what they have is an endocrine problem. Yes. That's really the right way yeah. to put it is that you have an endocrine problem. Now, that could be the adrenals. It could be the liver. It could be the pancreas. Mm-hmm. Could be the, you know, it could be the heart. All of these different thyroids, a big one, parathyroid, hypothalamus, mm-hmm. pituitary, pineal. There's a lot of things that have to kind of work sequentially, right? And so when it comes to helping the body perform optimally, Okay, optimally, what happens is, is that we have to ask ourselves a question. What is this going to do for my body? When you Mm. eat something, when you eat a food, right? Most people, myself included years ago, myself included in this, so I'm telling on me, never got past what it did for my mouth, right? I never got past that tastes amazing. Oh, that's so good, right? And, And we need to expand our thinking a little bit, especially... Uh, the thought process the stops The thought there. process stops. Like, how that's going to taste. Look at that burger. Great. Burger and fries. Here we go. Um, we, and what we need to ask ourselves, how well is the body going to perform if I do that? If I ingest this, well, how is it going to make my body perform? How so, am I going to feel for the rest of the day? Uh, Sky asks a very good question. Yes. How does birth control affect hormones? Um, long-term use, it obliterates. Obliterates. The body's ability to seek normal function. Why? Because the very nature of birth control pills or birth control in a chemical form is introducing the body to telling itself it's pregnant forever. It's manipulating the body in a very unnatural way. Exactly, exactly. And it also affects uh, gut health. I had a young lady come in just this week. She came over from Laramie. Um, uh, Lainiel Center, by the way. Oh, thank you, Thank you, Lainiel. And got to meet with her and a lot of years, 16 years using that type of approach. And when she got off of it, she has never had a a cycle since. Mm -hmm. She's completely um, negatively manipulated that that endocrine system. It can't perform. And so, again, we're going to see what we can do and what, what normal function might look like in the future. How far back to normal can we get? But uh, birth control 
using a chemical to trick the hormones, the endocrine system, into thinking it's pregnant all the time um, is, uh, is a very negative way yeah. to go. And the longer you do it, uh, the more challenging it is to ever approach anything that was normal design function uh, to get back to normal design function. It's just, it's almost impossible, so. It disrupts the gut health as well. Um, I went through this where I was on birth control for many, many, way too many years. It took me several years and still mm-hmm. working on the gut. Still. Still kind of working on some balancing. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I'm in like a much, much, much better place than I was yeah. just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and um, I was a person who um, I did not have regular, I never had regular cycles. Then I got on the pill. Then I was on the pill for years and years and years and years and years. And then when I got off the pill, then my cycles were really messed up. Um, but I did, after a couple of years of just really working on myself, got to a place where I got regular again. And I know when, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, how much do you believe hormones are directly related to the food we eat? 80%, 90%. Probably close to like a hundred. Yeah. Right. There's there's always 100% influence on the foods that we eat in terms of all performance. Okay. There's always a relationship. Yeah. There's never not a relationship when we when the fuel that we're consuming is right, the body performs really well. Mm-hmm. Performs better than we thought it could. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is is that most foods today, uh, box bag can things of that nature, they're so denatured in their nutrient value and their enzyme quality that the body has a hard time doing anything mm-hmm. meaningful with it other than making us feel satisfied and eliminating, right? Um, and sometimes the elimination part is not that great. So, uh, you know, it's our attitude clinically from 20 years experience is that food first, supplement second. In other words, when we, we spend a lot of time educating people, right, about what they can do with their hormones and their metabolism and their immune system and all these things, but at the end of the day, it's what are they willing to do to straighten out the choices they're making with when it comes to sitting at the table. And that's where it really begins the biggest impact. And they'll change that over time, three to six months, three to six years, whatever it is. Um, then the right supplements are easier to identify. Mm-hmm. Here's why people's programs go all over the place. I'm convinced of this. If they haven't got a consistent diet in place, then when we do our testing the way we do, the body is constantly looking for equilibrium. It's con- they call it, medically, it's called homeostasis. Mm-hmm. It's trying to find that, okay? So if you get from one to the next to the next to the next, all these changes and all this disruption is because there's still a disruption of diet. There's still a disruption of the fuel quality given the body consistently over time. So when that happens, when we see all these different changes, programs go up, they go down, they go over here and go over there. That's for the most part, that's, that's actually true. Or we haven't done enough cleansing. There might be some need for the cleansing, like the, the cleanse and nourish group There's so many different layers of stress. It's kind of like each layer is taking turns coming to the surface. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so like when the, the people that should join your cleanse and nourish group, so they get more educated on that specific piece mm-hmm. of what they can do. Um, last night, we just didn't thank you, Sky, for, for um, uh, mm-hmm. watch partying this for us. Uh, on the Facebook page, we did the you Nutrition did 101. 101. Yeah. Last night was Nutrition 101. That is the foundational basic, okay? That's the, one of the most important things to focus attention, time, awareness, resources, mm-hmm. choices, right? Mm-hmm. Towards that first. And then as you've done that and you've done it consistently, then you can start looking for ways to what supplements should I take? What should I add in or take away? And then get some guidance and find that. But programs will stay much smaller 
um, for everybody if they'll make the choice of the fuel first, most important, mm -hmm. then supplement. Right. And uh, so food first, supplement second. And I know that sounds odd coming from a clinic that's, you know, we carry some supplement lines, um, our own for sure, our, our manufactured supplement line. And we're very proud of it. And we're, we know how it helps people. Um, but, but every day we say first. diet first. Yeah. The other thing I just want to circle back, you mentioned it briefly in the beginning, is our emotional health. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but this year has been a little different than maybe years past. And uh, stress has been heightened a little bit more. And I have had numerous conversations with people yep. about um, about hormones in, you know, specifically mm -hmm. in cycles and how they're being affected. And these are individuals who are on um, very clean eating plans. Mm -hmm. They're on supplement plans. They're taking very good care of themselves. But just the simple fact of kind of this elevated stress level yep. affects everything else. Yep. And so that's kind of throwing a lot of people's cycles or hormones off. And so that is just something to kind of keep in mind as well is that if you feel like you're doing all the right things and you're still not feeling better, either you need a, a practitioner that will really get to the root cause and or take a look at your self-care routine. What are you doing for you? What are you doing every single day that, that is something you love that feeds your soul or your spirit? Um, because yep. I just have had really, really good questions, Sky. Yep. Thank you so much. So she's asking how about chemical products, laundry soap, and um, do they affect hormones? This is a really good book by Cheryl Meyer. It feels good to feel good. Um, you should follow her as well. She posts a lot of really good things. Um, but one of the things she talks about in there is the chemical exposure that we have from the products yep. that we use. Um, this is the most recent. Feeling right good. Way to go, Cheryl. Living low toxin and community in every books. life. This and is I the think, best. Did you do? Did yeah. you do a forward or something? What did you yeah. do? A review? I did a review you on. Did a review on her Very book. Very cool. On the back, I know it shows up weird, but she included my comments in uh, basically letting her know that she nailed it again yeah. in terms of all of the different metal and chemical exposures that we get, yes. uh, the hormone disruptors, yes. very common. I mean, that's a whole topic of its own yes. when it comes to knowing what the growth hormones are doing, the uh, antibiotics, all of the different things that are found in food sources as well as cleaning products, and uh, it's pretty pretty intense yes how that affects people so yeah yeah good question yes very good question um okay why don't we maybe wrap up with some things we can do obviously like we talked about emotional health nutrition um as far as maybe just some supplements i know you know country doctor herbals has female female balance and female plus um that's obviously going to be some options there as mm -hmm. far as... Mm -hmm. Endocrine. Um, yep, but still getting to that. And yeah, HP, endocrine, but still getting to what is that root cause of what's yeah. causing it. Some of the best things, especially for women with hot flashes, two things I love, and women love them quite a bit. Vitamin E, good quality vitamin E, which is wheat germ oil. Taking wheat germ oil internally daily. Yes, drinking water is a key. As part of the monitoring the food log thing, right? But that, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, and then black currant seed oil, essential fatty acids. Black currant seed oil is amazing for an anti-inflammatory, and it's amazing when you're dealing with uh, with those hot flash issues or body aches, that type of thing. From an herbal perspective, we think of herbs like 
Don Kwai, Wild Yam, Licorice. We start looking at ginseng and black and blue cohosh and all of these different historically relevant, traditionally very effective, um, very effective formulas for helping women balance those things out. And men, Wild Yam and Tincture for men is amazing. It's amazing. We check Wild Yam on men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the youth hormone, the progesterone side. It's the youth hormone. And uh, the thing to remember about balancing out hormones, though, is it takes a minimum, minimum, usually, of 90 days in order to, um, in order to balance those things out. In other words, they have to work it's through the cycle. Mm-hmm. they got to work through the cycle, and each one should be less aggressive than the last one. And mm-hmm. about, about three or four months in is where you see it. And, yeah, Skye's absolutely right. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing, Skye. She said, I've had amazing results for clients that have been... Uh, having hot flashes with um, by using HP endocrine and HP female. Thanks for sharing that. Your uh, endocrine disruptors, mm-hmm. from the standpoint of food, this is where it gets a little unpopular, but your black teas, cola drinks, um, dairy products, alcohol, uh, careful about how much red meat you're eating, these types of things, refined foods for sure, sugars. Um, those are things that we just want to really take, pay close attention to and, and eliminate as much as you can. Like I drink coffee, love coffee, have coffee almost every day. Um, but then I follow up the rest of my day, 80%, 90% of what I consume fluid wise is always water. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really, really staying well hydrated. Um, but I do drink some coffee and for a lot of people, caffeine's a disruptor. It affects the adrenals, uh, adrenal performance, um, can promote a little bit of dehydration and uh, can even give some people a racy heart, you know, that type of thing if you get too much. So it is a, it is a chemical. Um, it can be disruptive to the endocrine system, so just you know, be aware. Be aware, small amounts, moderation, that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, right. I think that covers it. We're in good shape. Yes, we're in great shape. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, do we have an idea? Psoriasis. Oh, that's a good. Is one. it really August already? It'll be August next week. Psoriasis. Yep. Is our topic next yep. week? On the fifth of August. We go live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can also catch the replay either right here on our Facebook page or on the podcast Total Wellness Radio. Which we just did a double header of yesterday. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe. 30 Top Superfoods and um, I can't remember what the other one was. So make sure you subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Have a great day. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information, be sure and catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at the Country Doctor Nutritional Center Facebook page. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in.